0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Thank all of you for being here today. It's been on my heart. Uh, that I really need to speak to you. I really needed you to be here today. I pray that any who would be affiliated with the church ministry would hear this word. Uh, It is deeply on my heart Turn with me, if you will, to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Changes are coming. The Lord desires to take new ground in all of us. Some of that ground may be visible territory. But at the very least, the number one ground that the Lord desires to take is internal ground, the ground that is in our soul for the Holy Spirit who indwells our human spirit to take more of the house that is our personality, our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions inhabited by a body that is... Temporary, but going to be eternal. Amen. So I want to, for the Lord to express what He wants us to hear about learning to possess the land. You say, Well, Pastor, why are we going back here to the Old Testament to talk about something where there was people possessing territory? The Word of God is very clear, First Corinthians specifically, Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, that the reason that there is incorporated for us as New Testament believers, a lot of the accounts of the Old Testament, the Word says it's there for an example to us, that we are to learn about the heart of God, we're to learn about the desires of God by studying the Old Testament and the principles of that word that apply to the New Testament saints, that's you and me, the church. There's land to possess, internal and external. As I was praying about this and I was asking the Lord, please, Lord, show me that new land, that new ground that you want to take in me. Here is a a prayer of the confession of my own sin that I wrote down. Lord, please forgive me for in any way becoming sedentary, lazy, immobile in my inner man. I have neglected to reach for more, more intimate knowledge of you, more of your love, your grace, your wisdom, and I've become distracted and negligent in pursuing your best. How many of you know information is not revelation? In the world in which we live, we're besieged by information. Have you noticed that your own attention span, like mine, is a lot shorter than it used to be? It's because of the electronic world and the messaging that we receive constantly. Some of that can be a blessing and some of that can be a curse. We need to learn to submit our minds to the mind of Christ. So maybe you need to pray like your pastor, Lord, forgive me for being content with the ground I have. Help me to press on into the land of Canaan in my inner man, the spiritual highest and best. I'm going to call the promised land, Canaan, God's highest and best. When God promised that to Abraham, he said, this is going to be, I'm going to bless you And I'm going to make you great and I'm going to bless all those who bless you. And I'm going to give you this blessing forever. How many of you know there's no time limit on forever? God has the highest and best for you. Don't forget it. In your relationships. In your resources. Most of all in the revelation of his intimate knowledge on the inside of you. The knowledge of him your Lord and Savior. In Joshua chapter 1, we we find that there is, and and let me just give you a little of the background of this. Um, Hundreds of years after God promised the land of Abraham and his descendants had, over time, enjoyed the land, but over time migrated back into Egypt. There was a mighty blessing there for many, many years, especially because of his servant Joseph. But then the word says, and there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. How many of you know that leadership can change a lot of things? They are not the source of our security, but they can sure mess with our circumstances. You need to pray for all who are in places of leadership there came a mighty deliverer. His name was Moses. He made a lot of mistakes, but he's still an incredible hero of the faith. In fact, the book of Numbers says, there was not a more humble man in all the earth, not a more humble man in all the earth than the man Moses. A man who submitted himself to the heartbeat to the assignments of his God. Did he make some mistakes? Well, in anger one day he killed a man. you think that would be a, a pretty vicious mistake. He ran instead of stood on many occasions. God had to finally get his attention on the backside of a mountain with a burning bush. You remember that? I can tell you this. If you have a heart for God, even if you've wandered away, He will chase you down. There will be a burning bush somewhere. (laughs) Some of us know that. We find out in the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy that Moses... Was told by the Lord, I want you to come on up here. He was in the plains of Moab, and eventually we'll show you a mount that'll uh, talk about some of that. <clears throat> and uh, Moses was 120 years old. And the Bible says, listen to this, Scott, his eyes did not dim. Dr. Scott's an eye doctor. His eyes did not dim, nor his natural fervor diminish at 120 years old. Amen. Amen. And God led him up on Mount Nebo. And there he departed to be with his God. Well, if you've been the leader of two-and-a-half to three million people, there were 600,000 warriors, Johnny, that were on the rolls of Israel. And most of the adults in Israel were married. And if you know anything about Jewish families, there were children. Right, Phil? Right, Ryan? Children. So good estimates have the children of Israel in this time with the crossing of the Red Sea uh, at somewhere between two and a half to at least three million Larger than many states in in our union. A lot of episodes. But there was a man who submitted himself to the leadership of Moses, and his name was Joshua. In fact, he became the leader of the armies, Pastor. He was, the word says that he submitted himself to Moses and served Moses for 40 years. Whatever you tell me, sir, I will do. Whatever you show me, I will go. Oh, you want me to go and face the Hittites? You're talking about the vicious Hittites, Amorites, Jebusites, Canaanites, all the Yeah. Yes, sir. I'll do it. How many of you know that to be a great leader at some point, you've got to learn how to be led? Great leaders at some point, usually for a long period of time, are servants before they become leaders. If you want to be a leader, there's a price to be paid. You're going to have to serve for long periods of time sometimes. Joshua served Moses for 40 years. And then the Lord says in chapter 1, verse 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, he was considered the greatest man in Israel. But what does the Word of God say? He was a servant of the Lord. What did Jesus say? The greatest among you shall be your servant. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. And he said... Let's back up just a minute. Why, why Joshua? Why did, was Joshua chosen to be the next leader of this sometimes rebellious group? Why? Well, if you read the book of Numbers, you'll find out. And uh, I've got some reasons written down here. It's probably not an exhaustive list, but he had a believing, exhaustive list. You remember uh, a believing, exhausting track record I'm sorry, a believing, courageous spirit with an exhausting list of accomplishments. In Numbers chapter 13 and 14, when Moses on the other side of the Jordan had sent the people right after they had gotten out of Egypt, he sent spies out to spy out the land. One member of each tribe, a leader from every tribe, 12 tribes of Israel. Only two came back with a positive report. One of them was Joshua. The other was named Caleb. And uh, when the ten came back and said, it's a great land. It is true. It is wonderful. Well, this land that God promised us through Abraham, it is a wonderful land, but the people who dwell in the land are too big. They're too great. We, we look like grasshoppers in our own eyes and in their eyes. We, we can't do this but Joshua stood up, he and Caleb. And Joshua answered that, and he said in chapter 14 of Numbers, you don't have to turn there. <clears throat> Joshua stood up and say, said, The land we pass through to spout is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land, and he will give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord, don't fear the people, they are our bread. Their toast, their protection has departed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Amen. Well, how do you think that went over with the people? Verse 10 says, "And all the congregation said, to stone them with stones." This, the, the, these were these people who wanted to kill Joshua, they were his people. Dwayne, they were his people. Can I tell you something? If you begin to hear and obey God, sometimes the people who are going to give you the greatest grief are those closest to you. Uh Uh-oh. It happens over and over and over again in the Word of God. He was, he believed. He had a courageous spirit. But you know, after that, Because the people refused to obey this leadership that God had already in Joshua and Caleb, they had to wander around in the wilderness until after it took 40 years and all that unbelieving leadership, that unbelieving generation of of those who were over 20 years old had to die out. Had to die out. Why? They wouldn't move on. Change is inevitable, people. If you refuse to move on, you will die. You can't make it like it always used to be. Some things are going to change for you this year. And there is ground to take in your inner man for you to take that outer ground that God wants you to take. God is more interested in preparing the ground on the inside than He is for you to take the ground on the outside. That ground might be your business. It might be your income. It might be families. It might be relationships. Whatever it is, you've got to start with the internal ground. Joshua was chosen because he was willing to forgive those who hurt him the most and still stay with them in love. Can you love those who've hurt you the most? You can only do that by the power of Jesus on the inside of you who forgives you fully. You're not strong enough in and of yourself to hurt somebody who's hurt you deeply enough And every day for those 40 years, I'm convinced that Joshua had to express forgiveness for those who actually wanted to do away with him. Not just not listen to him, but they wanted him out. But he did not compromise his conviction of faith in the Word, his following of leadership. He had such a respect for and submission to God's Chosen leadership. Can I ask you something? Do you love and respect the leadership God has placed over you? It took me to almost 50 years old to understand the power of spiritual covering and submission. But once I saw it and obeyed it, it changed everything. I want you to look at chapter 34 of Deuteronomy, which is one page over from where we are. (coughs) How in the world did Joshua get this kind of leadership ability, this wisdom? Now look at chapter 34 of Deuteronomy, and here's the answer. Boy, I love this. Verse 9, Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. For, because Moses had laid his hands on him, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Are you listening to me? Spiritual power, spiritual wisdom, spiritual love and grace and gifting comes through the transmission of it from somebody else who has it. It's all the way through the Bible. You say, oh, that's just Old Testament stuff, Pastor. No, it's not. The church would lay hands on those who were called out as leaders. The church would lay hands on the Sauls and the Barnabas. The church would lay hands on the, the, the elders, and they would receive that which was transmitted through a human vehicle of leadership. Why do we ordain? Why do we do that? Because it's the Word of God. In the eyes of God, something happens when there is a transmission. When I was ordained as a minister, I still remember it. When I was reordained as a minister, I I, I still remember. When I was ordained as a bishop, an overseer of ministers, I still remember. And something happened spiritually. In the spirit, something happened internally. It matters whose leadership you submit to, it matters whose leadership you submit to. And who did Joshua submit to? Moses. And what does the word say about Moses? He was the most humble man in all the... He wasn't some dictator. He wasn't some arrogant, y'all better obey me. He wasn't somebody who was trying, who was using a pulpit to be a rock star. He was the most humble man in all the earth. He was a servant. Amen. Amen. Why Moses? There are some good reasons. But I want you to see the next verse, verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. God said this. God spoke to Moses, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Why in the world? David, why would Why would God make a statement like that? Because if you look at the end of Deuteronomy, you find out that Joshua and all the people of Israel, Joe, they had already been in mourning for 30 days. So why would God Almighty, who knows it all, say to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead? You know what God was saying? He's not coming back. This is not going to be some mysterious deal that he will appear to you. No, no. what he invested in you is already on the inside of you. There's a legacy. There's an investment that Moses made on the inside of you, Joshua. But I want you to know his physical presence. He's not coming back. For us to move on internally and externally we have to come to grips with our false sense of security. What is the Lord trying to say to you that you've got to you've got some false sense of security there? Maybe without realizing it your false sense of security is your husband. Well, he's always... Provided. That can change, right? Maybe it's your wife, your spouse, maybe it's maybe it's your bank account. Maybe maybe it's that checkbook that you keep on looking at. Maybe it's the investments you have. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's some kind of relationship will you have with somebody? Can I tell you something? This is going to be difficult, okay? God loves you enough to not let you keep on believing that somebody else is going to be the key to your life. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. At some point, God loves you enough to let you know that He is the one who is more than enough. That he is the one who loves you totally forever. That he is the source and the security of your life and nothing nor no one else. Boy, that's a tough one. That can be brutal. Do you know it? You're not going to be able to move on with the Lord Until you recognize that even somebody as awesome and as amazing as Moses for a 40-year relationship, he died. God loves us enough to not let us keep making somebody or something our security. I'm not telling you that God's desire is to break your heart. I'm trying to tell you that God's desire for us is to know and love and, and recognize that only he, only he is capable of being the security for our lives. Relationships, resources, they all are subject to change. But there is a God who loves you and wants His highest and best for you, and you don't have to figure out what that is. You have to trust and believe and walk with Him. Sooner or later, the Lord removes what we were believing to—we didn't even know it—but that person or that money or that job or that business or that ministry became what we felt was going to be our security. God was telling Joshua, as wonderful and as amazing as the relationship with Moses is, he's not here anymore. Can I tell you, if God removes somebody or something for, from your life, He's got something or somebody even better for you. If you will trust Him and not worship Him. If you will trust her and not worship her. If you will enjoy it and not worship it. God wants you to have great relationships. He just don't want them to define and enslave you. God wants you to have money, He just doesn't want money to have you. God wants you to have wonderful things to enjoy, but you'll never be free to enjoy them until you recognize and realize that they're really His, you're a steward over them. Now just have a party, enjoy it. Don't let it become your source of security. somebody says, boy, that is is a beautiful spouse you have there. That's an incredible home. That's a great vehicle. Why don't you, I learned this many years ago to say, yeah, my father gave me that. Then I don't fill in the blanks unless they want more information. Well, he must have been something else. Oh, he is. He must have really loved you. Oh, he does. (laughs) And that's not a joke. God God will say to you at some point what you are depending on to be the source of your security and your significance, this is what gets you up in the morning. If it's outside of me and my love for you, is your God, your, your Lord, the one who loves you completely, who's going to spend eternity with you, who cares for you, who can provide for you, who will never fail you. That's a big one. Lord, help us to see where we've made someone or something the source of our significance or security, and then begin to reconnect with the promise of God. Let's go on here now. Verse 2, Moses my servant is dead now, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Hold on just a minute. When God says, now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, what does that presuppose? If God says, right, get up and go, what does that presuppose? Somebody was immobile right then, right? There was no movement. You and I ought to be stretching every day for more knowledge of our Lord. Amen. Greater revelation of who you are, God. Greater, listen, God wants the best for you. There is a land of blessing and promise in relationships, and resources, in every good and perfect gift, but it starts on the inside. Amen. Everything else will fail.. Amen. Arise, get moving. Can I ask you something? Here's what the Spirit of God is, keeps on asking me. Are you moving? You know you, you you can listen to people who who advise older people. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> I know a few, but uh, I I don't know how you would define that. I haven't even defined that one yet. <clears throat> and they always say, you got to keep moving. <laughs> can I tell you as your pastor, you got to keep moving if you want to grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. You got to keep moving keep seeking. Keep getting hold of His Word. Keep on praying. Keep on serving others. Keep moving. Don't get sedentary in your spirit, in your soul. Don't do it. All right. Um, Look at this. By the way, isn't it wonderful that all the promises of God are yes and amen? I want you to arise and go, and I want you to go over to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. How many of you know if God made you a promise, he hadn't forgotten it? Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to my, hold on just a minute. So I'm going to give it to you. I had not changed my mind. That land is yours. The land of my highest and best is yours. But you've got a partner with me and your part is you're going to have to tread on that land. This land is yours, but you're going to have to tread on that land. The Lord has promised you his peace that passes all understanding, but you're going to have to stand up and you're going to have to stand in the Word of God and say, you know what, I refuse to be anxious. I refuse to be anxious, I I, I I am going to commit everything to prayer and thanksgiving, and I will not be anxious about anything, instead, and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I will let my requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which guards my heart and mind will stand guard over my mind and heart in Jesus' name. you got to tread on what God has given you. You've got to say, Lord, I see it. It's in your word and by your spirit. And I hereby declare, it is mine. You say, well, I, I can sit in the chair and do that. Well, suit yourself. But a lot of times, I, I, I might just be elementary enough to where I'm just going to take some steps here. I go out there and walk around my ground sometimes, Dwayne. This is yours in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, okay. James Spann says, Sam, the destructive storm's coming. This is your land, God. You gave it to me. It is yours and in your holy name I declare that no weapon formed against us. will." You say, man, you're a nut. I know it. But Jesus rebuked storms and he said he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to start preaching here in a minute. Got to keep moving. Yeah. Got to tread on what has been given to you. And then he declares the boundaries the wilderness of this Lebanon, the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea, go, that's the Mediterranean, going down toward the, the sun, that's west, shall be your territory. And <clears throat> we'll show you a map of that as we go along. No man, watch this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Remember, he just talked about the Hittites and, oh my goodness. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Then look at this great promise. As I was with Moses, did Joshua see Moses stretch out the rod of God over the Red Sea and see it part? Did Joshua see Moses go right into the audience of Pharaoh and say, thus saith the Lord God Almighty, let my people go. Oh, you won't? Okay, then you're about to receive. Joshua saw all the mighty signs that God did through Moses and you know what God's saying here to Joshua? He's saying, look, I'm the same God who was with Moses. My power has not diminished. You are not a second-class leader here, Hallelujah. Joshua. I will give to you what I gave to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time for us as believers, as the Lord as, uh, uh, of his saints, it's time for us to stand in our the, 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 not just who we are, but what we have in Christ Jesus. And you've got to tread on that land. How many of you know if you will tread on what God's given you, it'll be the most powerful partnership you'll ever have? You can find some partners with skin on that will eventually do things that you wish they hadn't done. But there is a partner in the Lord your God. If you'll partner with Him, He'll never forsake you nor leave you. He's not broke, He's not dumb. Hallelujah. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Oh, man, Joshua, I know your heart's broken. Hey, some of you have a broken heart here today because you're going through the death of something. Maybe the death of a business, the death of a relationship, the death of, it seems like, the death of your health. It just seems like, oh, So many things are changing over which you have no control. God would say to you what he said to Moses, regardless of what you see, I will never forsake you. I will not leave you. And sooner or later, all of us begin to understand that he who does not forsake nor leave us is all we really have to have. Hallelujah. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. My, my, my. There's a formula that the Lord gives Joshua, a formula. And it is a powerful one. But I'm going to close there. I'm going to be preaching and teaching shorter than I used to. And I'm doing that on purpose. You'll find out as you go along. So next Sunday, I'm going to tell you what the formula was for Joshua to succeed. Let's all stand. Man, I'd like to read that again myself, but I'm going to control myself and not do that. Would you bow your heads with me? I wonder how many of you would say today, Pastor, the Word of God has spoken to me, and I know I've got to move on. Been in a place of pain. The Lord's not telling me to quit being in pain. He's telling me I can help you move on. You can't make your pain go away just because you want it to. But you can trust the one who will not forsake you nor leave you. The one who loves you, far beyond comprehension. And we'll begin to reveal that to you more and more with each day you wake up and find out that what you thought was going to destroy you couldn't get you because you're trusting the God of life. I got some good news for you today. Those of you who, on paper, it looks like you're not only going nowhere, you're going under. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding.
1: In all your ways,
0: acknowledge Him and He will. Direct your steps, He will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You're just going through a season. During this season, learn to trust him with all your heart. He will change the seasons. God will change the seasons. You know, God knows the truth. He knows that if you don't have enough to operate on, it's distracting. He also knows that if you have more than you can handle that's a distraction. So maybe we should pray Lord please increase my ability to handle more. More of your resources more of your revelation more of your relationships that you've ordained. God I want to Walk in more of your highest and best. But I know i got to get moving. In prayer, in the study of the word, in in discovering where you're assigning me. I know you turn uh, times and seasons. And if you're telling me that this season is over, Give me the grace to walk through it and expect a new season. A new season. However long it takes, God, the grace to trust you more. A new season. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, for all of us who you're leading into a new season, help us not to be intimidated by the task before us. But to remember to submit to the right leadership, to recognize that only you are the source and resource of our life. Help us to be quick to repent where you point out where we're trusting somebody or something instead of you. May we be candidates like Joshua To step by step take the land of your highest and best. Not be intimidated by the enemies out there. Over the next two weeks I'm going to share with you by God's spirit. Some of the enemies to God's highest and best and how to overcome them. I hope you'll stay with me and listen intently with the ears of your heart. God, thank you for your mighty and holy word. We pray it will find good ground in our hearts, that we may bless you and partner with you and tread on that which you've promised in a great partnership with you, God. Minister to those who are brokenhearted today. Minister to those, God, who feel like that the source and resource of their life may have died on Mount Nebo. Help them to realize, God, you're the God of today. Nothing has taken you by surprise. You will not forsake nor leave them. Your highest and best is yet to come. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. We'll see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.